Hello, my pumpkins. This is Chloe Taylor, and welcome to Authentic and Unapologetic. Here, we explore spirituality and psychology. It is my goal with this podcast to remind you that when you stand tall in your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. Hello, my beautiful pumpkins, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, actually is a request from one of you on my Instagram. Make sure you're following me at Chloe Taylor links down below. Uh, but one, this actually is a request from one of you. It might be a shorter episode this week. So this might just be like a little, a little trinket of wisdom that's going to be coming to you just to, you know, start your morning off, right? Start your afternoon, night, whatever off correct. Okay. But uh, one of you asked when I asked for topics on Instagram, one of you asked, to let my tarot cards direct the podcast, like basically to pull tarot cards and let that message, whatever it is, come through and just be a source of guidance for you all this week. So I like this, especially if I feel like the topics that I have written out or that I want to do, if I feel like they are not something I have the energy to give my all to right then. I feel like messages like this are really appropriate. And actually, the very first episode of Authentic and Unapologetic, um, like ever, the very first episode was a tarot card directed episode. So kind of getting back to our roots, if you know what I'm saying. But I will link for you down below the deck that I'm using today because this is one of my favorites. And I always tell people that this deck, it's called Dreams of Gaia and it is by, um, what is her name? It is by Raven Phelan, I think is how you say their name. And uh, this is a deck that my bestie actually got me into. And I feel like it's the deck that I recommend to people that are interested in depth psychology, interested in going into the depths of themselves. And people that like don't necessarily, like you can, if, if you're like a tarot card reader, this is a great deck still. But I feel like if you're not proficient in tarot card reading, this guidebook is so detailed that it's a really good deck to have to read for yourself. Like this is a deck that I will read for myself from because I feel like I can't misinterpret it because the book is so detailed and so depthy and I love it. It helps me peer into myself. So um, Dreams of Gaia great deck. So today's message we got, um, I'm going to just kind of go card by card. The I asked spirit, basically, I just said, you know, what does the collective need this week? What message can I bring that needs to be heard? And we got the tenifier. And this card is all about self mastery. We also got which I'll, I'll go into more detail about what I think this whole message is about. But we got the tenifier, the uh, three of earth, which is all about like sowing seeds and ambition and like planting seeds. And then we got the child. And I feel like ultimately, I feel like this reading is almost backwards. <laughs> like I feel like the cards kind of came in reverse order. But what I get from this is Many of you, I think, have really big dreams, really big goals. You really want to do something. You feel like there's something here that calls to you, or maybe you haven't found it yet. Whatever your purpose is or, um, you know, whatever you feel like you want to dedicate your time and self to. And I feel that many of you, 
that stresses you out. You feel like if you don't have a calling or a purpose or something to devote your time to, and you're not like making a career and making money from it to support yourself, that there's something innately wrong with you or that you're too much. And ultimately what spirit is saying this week is, or anytime that you come across this, I believe it's the right time for you to hear it. That's the intention that I set. But what's really being said here is you kind of have to go backwards before you can go forwards, especially those of you that are confused because the child card resembles I mean, actual children sometimes, but it also resembles getting to a place for yourself that is childlike wonderment, childlike play, getting in touch with your child self, especially if there is um, childhood trauma, which I honestly don't think there is a child on the face of the planet that hasn't been traumatized in some way. That's just my personal belief. And let me kind of break off and explain that a little bit. Um, in modern psychology, I feel like we're getting like a new age ripple of psychology that is changing the game, but not that it's a game, but like you get what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but it, I think a lot of modern psychology or I would say even dated psychology, actually, like what is like what has been projected outward thus far until like more recently is that trauma has to be this big catastrophic event that happens. And like if you weren't abused as in childhood, like then you weren't traumatized, but that's actually not true. Trauma can be the big event, but it can also be very small things. And ultimately, trauma, to me and my understanding, it is more about us not having the tools, the skills, the knowledge, or the help, the assistance, what have you, the emotional regulation to deal with something that we witnessed or actually happened to us. And it can create like even small things. It can be something so small, you know, like having um, somebody tell you they're going to call you when you're like in elementary school and they don't call. And suddenly you develop this idea that you're not likable or lovable and that people will not keep their word to you. Like that's such like a, I'm trying to pick up something on the fly. I'm sure I could think of something better, but um, you know, what I mean by that is it can be very small things and your childhood brain couldn't conceptualize how that actually wasn't, it didn't have anything to do with you, but we can carry that into adulthood. And I think most of us do. I think most adults today are walking around traumatized, like have traumatized inner children. And I think when we actually start to look at those things, our early development and shift our belief systems, it can change things for us dramatically. I mean, gosh, if I want to get any more into this, this is why I have this podcast is to share real life stories and give you the information that I think is helpful. But recently, I went to a float spa, which is like they it's sensory deprivation, technically. But float spa just sounds more eloquent, because I feel like when you say sensory deprivation, that sounds terrifying. But ultimately, you are in like a pod of water that is like filled with Epsom salts. And because of the like, density of the water, I'm not sure exactly what the words are the correct science, but basically you float in this water. Like it, you can't not like when I got in this sensory, de sensory deprivation tank, I went to like sit in the water and like 
close the lid basically. And on my way to the lid, my feet were floating because I like, you can't not float because of the way the water is. It's really cool. But the idea is, is that while all of like, you're not looking at social media, you're not, you know, you're so tuned into yourself or tuned into the breath or you know, the, even the water, you can't really feel it because they heat it up to the temperature of your skin. So it feels like you're just floating in nothing. And it's very cool. It's a very cool experience. I really do want to go back and do it again. But my point to bringing this up is, um, while I was doing this, I uncovered something for myself and I'm going to put a trigger warning in here. I feel like we've got a lot of trigger warning episodes this month because I've been going through it, y'all. And that's kind of what this podcast is, is authentically sharing information that I think is helpful to others from my own experience and sometimes from learned things too or studied things. But um, I'm just going to put that in here right here. If you do not want to talk about those things or hear about those things and you think it's going to hinder your own progress or journey, try to catch me next week. But ultimately, while I was in this, like floating for an hour, which feels like forever, by the way, we are so overstimulated in today's society that that hour felt like five hours, (laughs) which is kind of awesome because even my therapist pointed this out to me. She was like, isn't that amazing that like how long an hour really can be? And I was like, oh my God, you're so right. Anyways, my point to this, all of this is that while I was doing this, I uncovered I went in with the intention that I've been having a lot of or feeling a lot of anxiety lately, like very high anxiety. And even working with a therapist and a psychiatrist, like I've noticed that my anxiety, at least in the month of August when this is being filmed, my anxiety has gone up. And I hate that for me. But my intention was to try to understand the anxiety because I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. And that was bothersome to me because I feel like in order to heal and let go, you have to really get in there. And, um, I also wasn't trying to rush the process, but I just wanted some clues, some help and something that I get, or I have feelings of anxiety about is time. I get very anxious just in my day-to-day time, like there isn't enough. I get very anxious and feel very anxious when I feel like I haven't done enough with the hours in the day. That like sets me off for days when that this happens. And um, what I uncovered is as a child, my dad was somebody that was highly abusive and as a child when he would come home, you never, like as a child, you don't know if your parents don't explain it to you, you don't know what's going to set them off. And to my child brain, my dad was like Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Like you didn't ever know what he was going to be like on any given day. And he would come home and just start screaming about dishes in the sink or, you know, things that if it was like one fork, like just, and I don't say these things because I want everybody to have some feelings about my father. I have such a deep love for my dad. We've talked about a lot of these things. Um, But I'm, I'm saying these things because it's a part of my experience, not to, not to, I always do this. I always get really shy or really like shameful when I start to talk about the abuse that I endured as a child. And I think that's because I always feel like I have to like protect my parents for some reason. And the fact of the matter is, 
I don't. And it was, I'm just retelling my experience. It's not ruining their reputation. It's not ruining anything about their life. They did that on their own by behaving this way. And that's something I'm saying this right now more for myself than I am for you. And if you're somebody that has been a survivor of abuse, maybe you needed to hear that, that like, they did that on their own by the actions that they decided to take and you not sharing of your story is or sharing of your story isn't making their life worse. They did that on their own. So anyways, I say they because I came from like both parents were abusive in their own way. But with my dad, because of that, I used to hide in the closet when my dad came home. And my sister would too, we would hide together, one of my sisters. And I had this memory kind of come up while I was in this tank and I realized the timing has to do with when my spouse gets home from work and my spouse is not abusive in any way, shape or form. He is one of the most gentle people. I think our souls were like made for each other. I don't even like if any of you have ever seen It Takes Two with Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen that my husband and I, we have this whole kind of like can't eat, can't sleep, reach for the stars over the fence world series kind of love. And we've been together for almost 14 years and it feels like year number one constantly. Like we have such a deep, intimate spiritual, like, I couldn't imagine anybody better for me and vice versa. But I think it's just a male presence in general. I have this fear, this unconscious or what came up is that I harbor this unconscious fear that my husband will like flip of a switch and he'll change because that was what I was taught growing up is that this is what like the male presence is like. And this is what this is what will happen. And it, I think, is where a lot of my feelings of anxiety lately are coming from. And the interesting thing is, y'all didn't know you were getting a lengthy ass story today. The interesting thing is, is I've done a lot of therapeutic work around my issues with my mom, like a lot to the point that I have such good boundaries now. I'm very protective of my energy. I'm very like able to call things out. You know, it's, it's not the same, but things with my dad, I've never really dealt with. And I think now that I'm in the space to be able to work through it, it's coming up to the surface really hard. And I feel like the subconscious or the unconscious kind of has a funny way of doing that. <laughs> like it, it will surface when you're ready, when you like more and more and more healing will bubble up to the surface as you are going through more, working through more, etc. So that being all said, my point to this was that, why did I bring this up? We were talking about that, like your child, your childlike free self. And, you know, if there is this like thing you want to do, this purpose you want to have, but you feel so held back the message this week is to connect with that inner child, to ask what that inner child needs. And it could be some really big things are opened up and maybe we need somewhere safe to process that with a therapist, with um, a friend, somebody that you trust. You know, we might need to make more space for that in our life because ultimately this is what I have found with my experience is that the things that keep me from my purpose usually are very old things that have been programmed in from a long ass time ago. And they say that like ages one through seven is when you are being programmed the most 
from outside influences, be it parents, mentors, teachers, what have you. And we will carry that again into adulthood if we don't process through it and work through it. And it's not that the idea is that we're going to be perfect someday and so fully healed. You know, I think healing is such a process, but sometimes we're walking through life totally unconscious that these things are even affecting us. And I feel like the message today is that we need to connect with that child. And it doesn't mean that you're going to connect and you're going to feel trauma on the inside or you're going to feel triggered. It might be a really good experience. It might open you up to new hobbies, new creative ideas, new projects. It can be a really beautiful thing. You know, it doesn't have to be scary. I'm giving you my perspective because that's what I've been through, but it doesn't have to always be that. And then with the three of earth, this is about nurturing and committing right? You want to do something with your time, with your life, even if you just want to make changes to your life to master yourself, not even necessarily to have a purpose of any kind. This can just be about mastering yourself in some way. And I think I touched on this a little bit last week in that really lengthy episode about mental mental health and spirituality. We talked about this, but you have to start doing the work for yourself. You know, I know it's hard. I know it's hard. It's, it is, it's called work because it's work. It's not easy. But the moment you decide that you are worth it and it is worth it to heal. And sometimes, frankly, I'm going to be very honest. Sometimes we're just not ready. If somebody had told me in 2017, when I was going through it, that I had to commit the way that I am committing right now to my own healing journey, I would have said no. Like there was no way. I didn't have the skills, the tools, and the knowledge that I have now. Sometimes we're not there yet where we're ready to commit so fully to ourselves. But what Spirit is saying is it doesn't have to be everything. It doesn't have to be the perfect diet. And I say diet as like a way of eating, not like mainstream media diets and like, you know, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Restriction. That's not what I'm talking about. I literally just mean diet and like the way that you choose to eat for yourself. You know, whether it's committing to working out some kind of eating regimen that you would rather be doing, meditating, having a spiritual practice, seeing um, a counselor or a therapist, talking to somebody about your mental well-being, um, reading self-help. I'm obviously telling you things that have helped me and there's going to be different things for everyone. You know, maybe it's, maybe it's booking a sensory deprivation experience and seeing what that feels like, but it doesn't have to be every single thing at once. In fact, it's better if you go slow. It's better if you take your time with this experience and with this process and it's better if you slowly sow the seeds. You don't plant the seed of change in yourself, of direction, of whatever it is. You don't plant the seed and then go outside and expect the plant to be there the next day. You also don't go in there and dig the seed up to see if it's growing. You just gently nurture every single day. And I feel like that is the most important message that is coming out of today's podcast episode is that... Take one thing and choose it for yourself. Take one thing. It can be something as simple as drinking a glass of water first thing in the morning. Because what this does, and this is a 
big practice in self-trust, which is something I do want to eventually talk about on the podcast, but I probably will not get to it until like December at the earliest because I'm moving this fall. Many of you know that. And I'm not going to have time because I want to bring somebody else in. I want to bring my best friend in to talk about it with me. And I just don't feel like I have time for collaboration right now. I really don't. Um, I can't take on new projects right now. It's, it's too overwhelming for me. <laughs> but um, with, with this, with choosing one thing and doing it, even if it's something that seems so small, the important thing is, is that you continue to do it. Because what this does is it builds self-trust in you. It helps you to start trusting you, trusting your body, trusting your decisions, becoming the wise inner parent, becoming the person that has your best interests at heart. And over time, you will start to trust yourself with more and more and more and more. And you will start to believe in yourself more and more and more. It is a slow and steady process. And spirit is really saying to me right now that many of you don't feel like you can do that. You don't feel like you can advocate for yourself. You feel confused. And it's going to take time and it's okay to commit to a smaller part. And I feel like this message is as much for me as it is for you, <laughs> but spirit just, you know, know that you can get there. Mastery is for everyone. Self-mastery, mastering whatever you feel like you can't master at this point. It's for everyone. There aren't just special people that commit and white knuckle it and grin and bear it that have more mental willpower than you or whatever. It usually has been a slow and steady process and you can take baby steps. And I think that's also why the child is coming out is it's saying, take baby steps towards your goals. They don't have to be huge, large margin in charge. You know, time actually is very long. I mean, that was my experience with that float spa the sensory deprivation was time is actually very long. An hour can be forever um, if we allow it to just be what it is. So that is the message I have for you this week. I hope this gives you some kind of inspiration, some kind of tool tip to know that you have the power within you to create whatever you want, whatever you desire, you have the power to make it happen, to make it real. But in order to get to those big things, you gotta start small. And I love you so much, Pumpkin. I hope you have a fantastic week. And we'll talk again next Tuesday. All right. Please do not forget when you stand on your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. And I'll see you next week. <laughs>